0: Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit FoundationChurchFL.com.
1: You guys look good out there. Sound good? Good worship? I think you guys like older songs better. Yes, I hear people say, how do you open this cup? Oh, there it is, okay. There we go. It's my Hallmark movie cup. Just giving you an update on Hallmark movies. That also includes Lifetime or any other similar channels. I hear a grumbling over here. I've watched more. Christmas movies this year in 2020 and 2021 combined, and I think double those, Unto- have those together and then double it. I've watched more than all of that this year already. What's the matter with you people? It's the holiday season. It's a good time, man. See, People, people, people think I walk around with ominous music because you watch my podcast. I don't. I honestly don't. I just exist in the kingdom of God, so I don't worry about that which is going on all around me. I'll only observe with my eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. It really is as simple as that. And I do want you to know something this morning. I want you to know that before I beat up on you, that I love you. And those of you that are watching, there's two between two and 300 people, believe it or not, There's people all around the world that call this their church home because there ain't nothing else. That's right. I'm from Florida. I say ain't, and I ain't changing that I say ain't. There's nothing else. So I love each and every one of you that are watching too, and I really do appreciate it. And if this is your church home and you're watching, God bless you. Come visit us whenever you are able. Quick COVID update. Here's the thing that's happening right now. And again, you cannot allow this to affect your your countenance. When I tell you these things, you've got to respond to it the way that I do. You know, I have people send me stuff all the time. My wife sends me stuff all the time. 99.9% of the time, I've already seen it. But I, I get all of this, I get this information, and most of the time when I get it, it's just like this, oh yeah, I, I saw that. It's all right, all right, I got you. The only reason why I even do a podcast is because I want people to know that which they are fighting. Not to be down about it. You need to know. You need to have, you you perish if you don't have knowledge. Or you reject knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for, for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. So I give you this knowledge so that you are properly armed. The information, not for you to be down about. Go home today, even if you hate it, and watch Christmas movies. Be still and know Christmas. Just enjoy yourself. Don't worry about all this. Listen, if you're part of the kingdom and you've tapped into the kingdom and you are installing the kingdom, which, by the way, that's what I'm preaching about today, if you haven't caught that hint already. If you've installed the kingdom of God, you have nothing to be concerned about. Amen. It doesn't matter what happens with the worldwide economy. It doesn't matter with the projections of recession. None of that matters. None of it. This, this church exploded when all other churches were closing because we were part of the kingdom. We don't abide by their rules. I don't put masks on my face. I, I'm, I'm going to buy an F 250 and diesel, guzzling internal combustion engines for the rest of my life. I will go out of my way to break their laws when it comes to climate. It's like I went out of their way, out of my way to break their rules and their laws when it came to COVID. COVID and climate are totalitarian measures to leverage you into a one world commerce system. With a singular access point that will end up being on your forehead or on your right hand. Controlled by a tyrant or a tyrannical government. That's why I give you the information that I give you. The information that's coming out right now is from insurance companies. Not, right, not right-wing conspiracy theorists, although all of us that are called right-wing conspiracy theorists should be called right-wing truthers. We're the only ones who turned out to be right. We've been saying for years they've been banning us on social media. Now Elon Musk is exposing it all, God bless the man. I was watching Pastor Rodney before the service. Elon Musk tweeted today: arrest Fauci. Yeah. And by the way, I don't throw the word arrest around because I have a history in law enforcement, but that man needs to be arrested. Yeah. But the information that's coming out, and you need listen, you need to follow these people. You're like, Tom, won't you take away from your own popularity? By referring people out? Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about my own popularity. You think I, I mean, do you think I try to fill this church full of people? If anything, I would be accused of trying to empty this church full of people. (laughs) You need to follow, write this down, or just voice it on your phone. You got a little voice memo thing on there. Edward Dowd. Write that name down. Voice it. Put it on your phone because you need to watch it. These are not. I'm not saying anything about his Christian Christianity. I don't know where he stands. He is a former Black Rock executive, statistical genius, and he is tracking. He tracks all things financial, of course, and but he's using that financial acumen and he's pointing it at vaccine data. He, he has nothing to gain. He's lost everything. He's been banned off of every platform. He leaves BlackRock, starts a new career, and then gets banned. See, there's nothing to gain at all, nothing. So here's the data that's coming out, and this is coming from insurance companies. Insurance companies. Not from right-wing conspiracy theorists. There's a 40% increase in excess mortality amongst those 25 to 64. 40% now, they consider it to be a cataclysmic once in every 200-year event if it goes up 10%. You realize where we are? Why is this not worldwide news? The same reason why the DOJ suppressing campaign information on Twitter isn't. It violates the agenda. Oh, Tom, what's this got to do with Christianity? Have you ever read the book of Revelation? Tons to do with Christianity. 40% of you're sitting in here, and I want to make this clear to you. I'm not against you if you're vaccinated. I'm against the vaccination. I'm against it. I want it out of your body. You will have that opportunity today. I want you to think about the statistical data and how this isn't mainstream news and how this isn't headline news everywhere. When you have, according to CDC statistics, since the rollout of the vaccine, just to make the numbers easy, they're a little bit more, or a little, or they're actually a little bit more, according to their own numbers, which I don't believe. You had the vaccine rollout in late 2020, December of 2020, so let's just say 21, right? Since then, 850,000 people allegedly, have died from COVID in the United States. A a, a country of 330 to 380 million, nobody knows. So that's since the vaccine rollout. Before the vaccine, you had 300,000 die. How is that possible? And everybody's dying of what variant? They're, They're dying, it's hard to say, it's a tongue twister, of the least virulent variant. Everybody's dying of Omicron. Everybody's hospitalized from Omicron. This is one of the biggest flu outbreaks we've ever had. Why? Because people do not have the ability to fight off disease. This is happening everywhere around the globe. There's many tributaries to the river of death. 40% increase, which is four times the amount of a one in 200 year event. Four times that amount. Just like you have 30 times the amount of athletes dropping on the field right now than they've ever had before. And those are the ones we know about. And there's also a 32% increase in excess mortality amongst all others. So that's 1 to 24, 64 to 100. 32% increase in death. That's from insurance companies with no political ideologies or agendas. That's just pulling their data. Why are, why? The insurance company, are they putting it out? No. They're not putting it out. They're in danger. You can't, you can't absorb that sort of loss. That is really what's happening. That's the truth. Well, it just doesn't seem to be bubbling and percolating around the globe and worldwide news. Yeah, well, they don't talk about the murder of 42 million babies per year. That's the UN statistic. How accurate is that? Could it be double that? Many people have it more at the 61 million range per year. Why is that not worldwide news? Because you need to understand something. This world of which, if you are saved, you're not a part of. You're a part of the kingdom of God. You are insulated. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Well, I'm not one for that, you know. I want to just all have us all come together. That's not what the Bible says. Never let the Bible get in the way of your theology. The Bible says come out from among them and be separate. The Bible says do not be yoked together with unbelievers. So you know what I don't do? I don't get yoked together with unbelievers, and I come out from among them and be separate. What does that mean, Tom? You're like an isolationist. You got a giant wall around your house. No, I'll talk to anybody, communicate with anybody. I don't buy into the system. I don't buy into the words. I don't buy into the actions. I don't buy into the demands. I don't buy into the commands. I don't buy into the dictates or the mandates or anything else. (laughs) They told Jesus, you're not allowed to heal on the Sabbath. That was the dictate, and that was the mandate of a man-made law. It's not even the original law. I don't buy in. I'm not buying in. But that's the latest information that's coming out. And not only is that coming out, but they're finding out that the genetic material can pass, be passed on from one person to another. So the vaccinated can spread their mutated gene-altered genes to other people. It's not right-wing conspiracy theory. That's world-renowned cardiologist Peter McAuliffe. Who's the one, Fauci never looks under a microscope. McAuliffe does. Ryan Cole does. Robert Malone does. What's Elon Musk going to do? He's actually putting together a board of all of these people on both sides that will then be the ones to decipher what is accurate and what is disinformation or misinformation. And they're like, Tom, what are you, some giant Elon Musk fan? No, I'm not a Trump fan, I'm not a Musk fan who's ever closest to the Bible. Whatever that is, if if you're somebody who's transparent and you're just an unadulterated, unrepentant sinner but you're transparent, you're closer than the hypocritical Christian who's a bold-faced, vax-pimping liar. You're welcome. Some of you, it's funny because if you look around the room, you can see the new people. You don't think that I look at you? I'm looking and I can tell. I can tell. Just hang in there. You gotta, you gotta just, it's like a diet. You gotta stick to it for a certain amount of time and you'll see results. You're, everything in your being may be telling you to get up. But I want you to prove, me, prove where I am wrong. With statistical data or Bible verses. Prove where I am wrong. It's not about me. It's about the truth. Let's talk about the kingdom of God. Really, this is part two of God always comes through. Whatever your need, want, or desire is this morning, God will come through. Some of you need to reverse aging. You're like, Tom, that's not, don't it? Listen. Listen. The average age of death in America is 77. That is an abomination to God. The average age of death of COVID is 79. tells you what a grievous threat it is. In in many other countries, they have have people walking around well over 100 perfectly fine. Just use 100. That's 23 years. 23 years with your kids, with your grandkids, Christmases, church, ministry, 23 years lost. But you've bought into the American Medical Association who told you that you're old when you're fitty. You're not old. Stop saying you're old. Start speaking to your body. God will come through. Amen. 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 So we're going to talk about the kingdom of God. Now most people think of the kingdom as a place. It's the kingdom of God. Because everybody thinks in terms of Walt Disney. The kingdom. The magic kingdom. It's not that way. The kingdom is not a place. It's a dominion. It's God dominating, kingdom, king dominion, the dominion of God. It's not a place. There is a heaven, and that's part of the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is his dominion, him ruling, him reigning. And here's, here's a little preview. It must be installed. It must be downloaded. Or you don't have it. Let me show you some definitions here. This is what the suffix D O M stands for kingdom. Here's some other free freedom. What it means is forming nouns denoting a state or condition, not a place, a state or condition. Forming nouns denoting rank or status. Seek ye first the kingdom status. Rank, not place. Every, most Christians, the ones that have taken five vaccinations, strapped masks on their face, cut holes in the mask for their flute players, sat six feet apart in their COVID clumps, they all think of God and they think of the kingdom as a place. Someday I'm going to get there. No, you can have the kingdom right here. How are you told to pray? After this manner, therefore pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom must be installed. It is the dominion of God, not a place. Not a place. Forming nouns don't, denoting domain. Domain means field of action, thought, and influence. That's the kingdom. It's not a place look at look at look at the word freedom the dominion of being free wisdom the dominion of being smart and informed seldom the the dominion of things hardly ever happening seldom amen this is how it works Matthew 6 9 through 10 is what I just prayed is what I, Jesus said after this manner therefore pray ye our Father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom be come your dominion come you rule you reign and by the way the ruling and reigning of God is the word of God not sort of ambiguous mystery shrouded in mist and who knows what's going to happen just come Lord no that's not what it means it means the word installed it means you being happy every day it means you overcoming every day It means you prospering. It means you being wealthy. It means you being healed, restored, and healthy. Not a mystery. That's the kingdom because the kingdom is the word. Wherever the kingdom is installed, the kingdom, remember, is the dominion of God. There is answered prayer and victory. But it's got to be installed. People talk about the sovereignty of God. How many of us have heard about the sovereignty of God? Now, let's look about how most, most people totally and completely mystify the sovereignty of God. Most Christians will just say, you know, it's just all part of the sovereignty of God. And, you know, all of this is just happening because that's his plan. Really? It's God's plan for 42 million babies a year to be aborted? Sovereignty of God. And what's so funny is, if you argue I get this from Andrew Womack if you argue with somebody about the sovereignty of God, that you're against their sort of ambiguous version of the sovereignty of God, I'm like, "Why are you trying to convince me? Because this must be part of the sovereignty of God. Me disagreeing with you must be part of the sovereignty of God. And think about how it hurt it doesn't hurt God. It hurts people. If you teach people that everything is the sovereignty of God. Sickness, illness, disease, defeat, murder, rape, robbery, child abuse, pedophilia. It's all part of the sovereignty of God because all must be his plan, right? Because they say that what they say is, is that God is in control of all. God is not in control of all. Can he be? Yes. Is he? No. He gave, it's in the word. He gave rule and authority over the earth to the prince of the power of the air. He will take it back over. There will be a new heaven and a new earth when all the elements are destroyed and burned with fire. But right now, it's not God in control of all. Think about what he gets blamed for then. Right now, I don't mean to be graphic or disgusting this morning, but I'm just telling you right now people are being murdered right at this second. People are being raped right now. That's all part of the plan of God. That's what they teach in the Calvinist church. That's why they're just so quick to obey the world. Because they believe the world is the sovereignty of God. The world's the enemy of God. Come out from among it and be separate. I mean, we're, we're, we're told you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Christians follow the world's commands because they put a medical label in front of it. They're always going to put a medical label in front of everything. It's an existential threat to your life. Sovereignty. Don't let me forget where I was at. You see what they're doing in England? See what they're doing? What are they doing? Oh, it's all going to be over. Oh well, they're remasking in New York and remasking in LA right now. Chicago will be next, as it always is. Remasking. What are they doing in England right now? They're, they're, they are cordoning off their cities into districts where you're not allowed to travel from one to the other. Don't believe me? Believe that's right-wing conspiracy theory. Google it right now on your phone. Canterbury and Oxford, England, doing it right now. They're creating zones, and guess what they're labeling them? Just like COVID: orange, green, blue. They're calling them 15-minute cities where you're not allowed to travel. Everything will be right there. You'll own nothing and be happy. It'll all be right here. Your groceries, you never have to travel so that we can control you, so that we can kill you. It'll all be right here, though nobody will ever know, because you won't be able to travel to your mom's house. But when we tell you, it'll all be gated off, by the way, with QR codes. Got to go to a QR code and zip your and and flash your QR code in front of the reader, and that'll say, "Well, you know what? You've, you've already passed your allotment of times that you're allowed to leave the green zone and go into the purple zone, or the purple zone into the gray zone." Don't believe it's happening? It's happening. It's the Book of Revelation. But we must be the restraining, not the complicit, not the compliant, not the capitulating. Oh, you know, I don't want to cause any trouble. Who? What in the world? What Bible do you read? That's why, that's why all the Christians die. I don't want to cause any trouble with the disease. Listen, we have people being healed all the time in this church. I'm talking about serious healing. I'm going to cause trouble to sickness, illness, and disease. The sovereignty of God is not God controlling all. Sovereignty of God means God above all. Remember that. It's all just part of the sovereignty of God. That's the loser. That's the person who's never caused the triumph instead of always being caused to the triumph. Well, they, they speak with a monotone voice, so they must be godly. The kingdom, though, must be installed and downloaded by you. It's not just gonna happen. The sovereignty of God, just gonna happen? It's not. Everything in your life that's happening is not the plan of God. Christians do that too because they believe in the false sovereignty of God. Well, I got in a car crash, destroyed my car, now I have nothing, but you know, I'm just trusting God. Because He's got a plan. Everything happens for a reason. There comes the world and the prince of the power of the air. Who's your Lord? God always comes through with prosperity, with health, with, pro- with provision, with victory every time. If he doesn't, the problem lies with us. Yep, everybody knows the verse. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Always triumphing. Now this can be... Trying to think of a better word than the one that's in my head. I'm gonna use it. This can be bastardized by people inside the church. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us triumph. Well, you know, that's when we get to heaven. No, the kingdom of God is supposed to be installed on earth as it is in heaven. So you're a liar, you're a borderline blasphemer. And you have no idea what you're talking about, or you have an agenda. Whatever it is. What are we supposed to seek first? Yeah. Most people say most people say God. Seek first God. Is that what the Bible says? It says seek first the dominion of God. What sets you free? Knowing the truth. Not the truth. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. John 8, 32. You're not set free because there's truth out there if you don't know it. People are destroyed for lack of knowing it. The truth's still always there. But they're not set free from it. They're not set free by it. Because they don't know it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The kingdom, the dominion of God. And let me tell you this real quick. It's important. 2 Corinthians, back to Second Corinthians two fourteen. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savour of His knowledge by us in every place. They smell God through us. That's not, listen. I'm not making that up. Literally, smell God through us, not through Him, through us. And this, people, people wonder, why are the churches emptying? Who would want what you're selling? I'm selling absolute victory because I'm selling the word of God at no price. Yeah, right. yeah. But seek ye first. You know what I'm doing every day now? I don't, I don't just seek God while well, he's number one priority. I make sure that, you know, I keep him number one. No, I actually put him first. I don't I don't turn off this I don't turn on this minion of the devil until I am in the word. First. Not Twitter. Not the podcast. The kingdom of God first. Literally first. The man after God's own heart, what did he do? Early in the morning will I rise up to seek thee. My soul follows hard after thee. Early in the morning will I rise up to seek thee. And then of the seed of David, you have Jesus. In the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Well, that's just religion. Religion? David? Seed of David, Jesus, is religion? Maybe we ought to all put him first. Maybe we all ought to get up early enough to seek him first. Maybe, Maybe your life, my life, and the world and the world around us would change. If we actually sought first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, and then what else happens? And all these things shall be added unto you. Not might be, could be, hope it does, will be added unto you. Period. Well, I tried that and it didn't work. Well, you don't supplicate, do you? Do it again. Stop talking yourself out of the word of God. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. How many of you is that all you think about? It's like I told you last week, a fool shows his annoyance at once. How many of you, that's, what, that's you. Your annoyance is shown at once. It just takes a very little thing. It's all over your face. Believe me, that is not my strong suit either. I, my, my, my annoyance isn't even shown at once. I don't even get the out of once. No, tss, it's just, my, my annoyance is shown at once. Now, I don't even get the word out. Believe me, I'm not, listen, I'm part of the choir. I'm preaching to the choir. But how many of you, this all you think about is tomorrow. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. You're supposed to live in today. What's going to happen? It's 11.25 a.m. on, what is today, the 11th, 12th, 11th? On December 11th, 2022, the only one that will ever exist. God won't even recreate it again. What are you going to do today? Not tomorrow. The past cannot be fixed. The past cannot be changed. You're not supposed to take thought for tomorrow. And then according to Philippians 3.13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Period. You're supposed to live in today. Today is the day of God's favor. Today is the day of salvation. 2 Corinthians 6.2. That's the kingdom. Installation of the kingdom. Part of that installation is to speak it into your life. For by your words you will be justified. And by your words you will be condemned. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. What are those verses? Matthew 12, 37. Proverbs 18, 21. Matthew 9, 35. Look at this. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, preaching, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, the dominion of God. Not preaching about God. Preaching about the dominion of God, the kingdom of God, the lordship of God. Not how many, how many churches preach about the lordship of God? Everyone, every, Jesus is everybody's savior, but he's nobody's lord. Guess what? If he's not your lord, guess what he isn't? He ain't your savior either. Somebody else is. Jesus went about all their cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. What happens when you preach the dominion of God and healing every sickness and every disease among the people? Not some? Well, God can, but you never know if he will. She'll be healed in heaven. That's not what happened. Well, we, we haven't seen it happen. Whenever you are using your own personal experience you're making the word of God of no effect through your tradition and you're actually trumping the word of God with your tradition that means he's not dominating he's not in dominion the kingdom is not there there's a kingdom there but the kingdom has your name on it whenever you're preaching outside what are we commanded to do preach the word Well, that word really doesn't back up my experience, so, you know, you have to use wisdom. Just crashed the entire evangelical community worldwide. Smashed. You're like, Tom, are you saying that it's just ruined right now? Yes. Ruined. Do you know how many people have come up to me from March of 2020 until now and still to this day, and there's people watching right now, they can't find a church. There's nothing. Because they're awake. Once you're once you're red pilled, you can't go back. Ooh, wait! That Hallmark water's good. You can't go back. The most miserable people on the planet are Foundation Church refugees, wandering about like the Jews in the desert (laughs) trying to find somebody who, you know, because they found some little part they didn't like. What about 100 people leave the church when I started laying hands on people? Not 100 people left. Well, he's trying to be like Pastor Rodney. You ever watch our two services and we're not similar at all? I scream the entire time. He talks the entire time. He has vast swaths of 30 minutes, 30-second 30 sessions of silence. Just, they left, and now where are they? Where are you going to go? You're red-pilled. You, go ahead. Try I, just, I, I invite you. you like, Tom, you're going to lose your own attendance. I don't care. Go ahead. Go try them. I, I invite you. We can have a no attendance Sunday. I'll come here and just preach to the people online. Go around and go to other churches. They suck. They're horrible. Ooh. Speaking of that, hey, yeah, do you guys have that video back there from Jonathan? Play it.
0: Merry Christmas, everybody. This is Pastor Jonathan Shuttlesworth from Revival Today Church. Hey, I have a question for you. When you wake up on Sunday, have you ever wanted to drive really far in the cold to go watch an old movie with a bunch of lukewarm Christians who enjoy free popcorn? I don't like this, sir. Me either. But at Revival Today Church, we're not going to let that stop us from having what we like to call Christmas at the movies. Oh, this. What better way to celebrate our Lord and Savior's death, burial, and resurrection than by desecrating his house with an awful movie that everyone's seen and could get on On Demand at their house. Come out to the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. This Sunday, we're gonna remind you that sometimes in Christmas, we get so caught up in the hustle and bustle. (laughs) Like John McClane, we forget about the very real German terrorist threat against our sky rise of our life. Who said we were terrorists? That's why this Sunday we'll be showing clips from the aforementioned Die Hard movie, Teaching Leadership Principles from the Life of John McClane. Thanks for the advice. That's this Sunday, Christmas at the Movies, Revival Today Church.
1: Now if you noticed, what he's getting that from is that's the latest Our Church message series. Christmas at, uh, what is this, Christmas, I'm going to say Christmas at, is it Christmas at the movies? Is that right? Christmas at the movies, that's sir. that's what they're preaching today. Any of you notice, he, he used what they do. You know, the very real German terrorist threat to the sky rise of our lives. They try to take movies and make them applicable to your life and somehow mix in Christianity. We don't do that for all of you refugees just come home, you're watching anyway. Well, we pulled our tithe, we showed Tom. We don't want him laying hands on people. We don't want people speaking in to tongues. We don't want him to be slain in the spirit. We're gonna show Tom, we pulled our tithe. All I've done is profit since you left. You're helping me profit. You have have no impact on the kingdom of God. If somebody is living in the kingdom, you cannot tear it down. The kingdom defeats you. The kingdom defeats all devils. The kingdom defeats the world. Be as mad as you want, as offended as you want, you're still going to lose. You may not like it, but you better learn to love it because this is the best thing going today. Woo, Ric Flair. It's only when the kingdom is not in place that you don't see victory. You're blaming me? Yeah. you blaming yourself? Yes. I, I can ask anybody who knows me well. You will hear this verbiage in my personal conversations. I know that I'm failing. I know that there's unbelief. What's wrong with that when that's the Bible? Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And his child was cured from that very moment. It's all that you have to do. But only when the kingdom is not in place, when it's not installed, when it's not downloaded. See how I try to stay very, very present, very modern, in vogue, downloaded? I'm almost making myself puke by doing it. But it's only when the kingdom's not in place that you won't see victory. I have a lousy marriage. Well, it's because both of you are not operating in the kingdom, or one of you's not. Yeah. It's the truth. We've fallen out of love. Well, it's because God is love and God's not in dominion. Not your version of love. You're like, Tom, you talk about Hallmark movies. Yeah, you know what? Those are fun and relaxing. They're not love. God is love. Everything that is God is love. Everything. Everything in the world is love. He opens up the earth, swallows a bunch of Hebrews, love. True. He can't be anything but love. Great white throne judgment, love. It's all love. Wherever the kingdom is not installed is the only chance that there's no victory. the only chance that there won't be victory you won't even know to ask for victory people live in deception yet ye have not because ye ask not is a real bible verse It's James 4 2 we're gonna camp right there for just a minute James 4 2 through 4 they don't even know to ask they ask things like Lord if it beeth thou will it's not a bible verse It says your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So whatever is not in heaven is not in your life. Period. Ready? Period. One more time. Period. Listen to these verses. You desire but you do not have, so you kill. You covet but cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. Who's that written to? Christians. The Bible's, the New Testament, is written to believers. So he's saying, you, Christian, desire but you do not have, so you kill. The tongue has the power of life and death. Back then, murder wasn't as big a deal as it is now. People talking about harshness, that, that's what they're talking about back then, It's real-life persecution. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. Oh, Tom, that's not what happens. Look at me now. It's all that happens in the church. You're lucky. You are blessed that you have got a confrontational pastor. You are. You're blessed that you have a confrontational staff. We don't allow mumbo-jumbo in this church, and if it happens and I don't know about it, and I find out about it, it will end. You notice any lunatics running the show? No. It's all that happens, okay, these things don't happen. You You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. That is most churches. No, Tom, that's not what happens. It's all that happens. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 through 3, look at this. I, brethren, could not speak to you as the spiritual people, but as the carnal, as the babes in Christ. As the babes in Christ I fed you with milk and not with solid food. Because until now, for until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? This is what happens when there's no kingdom in the life of a Christian. They quarrel, fight, and covet. You want to find the most covetous people on earth? Go to a worship team practice. Not here, but every other church. I want to be seen. Why can nobody hear me? Turn up my amp take your amp and shove it up your caboose. And then by the way, on your way out, so you're gonna have to walk like a penguin on your way out. (laughs) And when you behave like this, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, the kingdom is halted and there's no answered prayer. Not because God hasn't answered it. God's already answered everything. He's given you Romans 8.32. All things. All things. He's given them to you. But you don't even know to ask. Because you're too concerned about your aunt being turned up. You're too concerned about, oh, my pastor wouldn't let me start a Bible study. How long have you been coming to the church? Four weeks. Yeah, I'm not letting you start a Bible study. If you don't like it, get out. Go to the desperate church. That'll 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 go ahead and accommodate you, and you live your whole life corralled off from what God wants you to do. But you'll be happy in your own little four person Bible study where you get to hold court and everybody gets to hear you when God's called you to win thousands. You'll have your little you'll have your Bible study of four people, three of which are your family and you. That's four. You've heard me quote this verse before, 1 Timothy 5, 12, and 13. Having condemnation because they have cast off their first faith. And besides, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house. And not only idle, but also busybodies. But also busybodies. Saying things which they ought not. That's all that happens inside the church because nobody wants the kingdom. They want heaven, but not the kingdom. They don't want the dominion of God, so they've got to go fill the voids. So they cast off their first faith because it's boring now the kingdom of god is a consuming fire when there's no consumption you're bored and you will run to quarrel and fight and have strife because it's entertaining so the world does you're not supposed to conform to that pattern back to james chapter 4 2 through 4 you do not have because you do not ask King James, yet you have not because you ask not. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. In other words, you don't know what to ask for. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37, four. You have to delight yourself in the Lord to know what to pray. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. They don't even know what to pray. So how do you know what to pray? How do you know if you're a friend of the world? How do you know? James chapter 4 verse 5. Here's the path out. How many of you want the path out? The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, and you have to ask James five sixteen Why is it not Why is it not working for me? Nobody will address it. Everyone just acts like we're a bunch of people who have like an alcoholic that comes to Thanksgiving, and everyone just pretends like he's not drunk. Nobody will answer the question. We just like God will always come through. Hey! Woo! Yes, he never comes through for you. Why are you clapping? Well, I got quiet on that one. I know it's funner just to clap. It's a better. It's it's funner to basically attend instead of participate. You're attending God, not participating with God. Not a love slave of God. An arm or a finger of God. You're just watching God. Hey. He always comes through. People say that their whole life. And then when they really need him to come through, they're not developed enough to receive. He's already done it. He's already come through. You just can't see it. You're blinded by unbelief. It's like if if you talk... You talk to a, I don't like to always just pick on teenagers or children. Because really, it's the same thing with adults. I have spent my entire adult life immersed in adults. I had a 13, almost 14 year overlap. Pastoring this church and being a police officer. Inundated with humanity. Inundated with, with kids. In the youth services section of the sheriff's office. Inundated with people that are all the same. Rich Poor teenagers, children, all the same. They don't really mature. I've talked to many 67 year olds, and I could have a more enlightened conversation with a nine year old. They're so full of themselves, so blocked, they're buffering. Their whole life is a buffer, waiting for a download that they they, they never do what it takes to get. Push the button. It won't do it. Pride gets in the way. And pride goes before? So what's the path out? What is the path? We can sit here and we can rejoice the entire time. God's going to come through. But if he's not coming through, don't you want to fix it? Here's the path out. James chapter 4, verse 5. Remember the verse before? You adulterous people, don't you know the friendship of the world's hatred toward God? If you do things God, if you do things the world's way, it's hatred toward God. You may have in your Bible enmity. That means hatred toward God. Here's the path out, James 4, 5. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? This is the path out. Now I'm gonna warn you. spirit's uncomfortable. Inviting him in is a dangerous thing. Ask Aranias and Sapphira. It's a dangerous thing. I've said this to you probably 30 times. But if you look at 2 Peter 2, 20 through 22, if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. The world, that doesn't apply to the world. That applies to the Christian who can be worse off than unsaved. So it's a dangerous thing to invite him. man. Notice how quiet it is. You know why it's quiet? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why it's quiet in here. It's reverencing a God that you cannot see. And praise to you, Lord. The question is, are you spirit-led? If you want out, you have got to be spirit-led. You want, you want to have effectual, fervent prayers that avail much. Spirit-led, not carnal. Not whatever I feel is however I act. You know that's most of you in here. You've got to overcome that. We are more than conquerors. Are you spirit-led, which is the exact same thing as kingdom-led, dominion of God-led? Dadgum stupid security company keeps calling us. Alarm keeps going off. Anybody hear it? You know why? Because it's not going off. Stop calling me 10 times a day. It does. Ever since the hurricane, the whole system is on the fritz. Listen, we're working we're working hard to get this place in order. It's it's a it's a long march waiting for this and waiting for that. It is what it is. We will we will rise. This will be the Taj Mahal at some point in time. We won't won't have our carpets on the concrete anymore and all that stuff. I want to forewarn you, though, a little bit. When we do rebuild this sanctuary, ain't going to be no more coffee in here. Just so you know. you know You know what the problem is? Is that when people spill coffee, you know what they don't do? They don't clean it up and they don't tell anybody. I dumped my Coke right where Hope is sitting. All over the floor because we were moving chairs out of the way for Jonathan. All over. You know what I did? I didn't call Heather. Didn't call Hope. I cleaned it myself. Just throwing that out there for you. Tom, you're mean. We're never coming back. That's up to you. Good luck, you're red-pilled. There's nothing else out there. Ask the people that come here. Every My Naples crew here, are you guys here? There they are, raise your hands up high. Raise your hand, there they are, right there. Ask them. Right there, ask them. Sorry to make, you're gonna get swarmed today. <laughs> ask them why they come all the way up from Naples every Sunday. Is my Daytona crew here? Is Daytona here? There they are. <laughs> ask them why. It's not, a, listen, I think it's sad. I wish I could refer them somewhere else, because I would. I've tried. There's nothing but, oh, glory to God, hallelujah. Good, good, Good morning, brothers and sisters. It's good to see you. Hey, you know what? Tonight starts Christmas at the movies. Tonight it's a wonderful laugh. I can't refer people to that. calling me over and over again. Oh my gosh. You know what? Hey, Hope, do me a favor. Just shut my phone off, would you? Or just, you can just take care of it. It's driving me nuts. Because it's up here going, shut up. (laughs) So the question is, are you spirit led? Are you spirit led? Or are we just going to clap the rest of our lives, and say yay to things that aren't really happening. Because if you want them to happen, you're going to have to be led of the Spirit. Yet you have not because you ask not. I do ask, and it doesn't happen. Oftentimes you're asking for the wrong thing. If you're led by the Spirit, He'll tell you. Here's how it works. Deuteronomy 4, 1 and 2. Let's trace this out. we're going to take this from Deuteronomy to the book of Romans, and then I'm, then I'm done. It's 11.51. I'll be done preaching at 12.10. No later. 19 minutes. Everybody with me? And this could be the most important thing that you've ever heard. It's the Bible, not me. Deuteronomy 4, 1 and 2. Now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and the judgments which I teach you to observe, that you may live and go in and possess the land of which the Lord God of your father fathers has given you. You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Is that clear? That you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers is giving you. So you're supposed to go in and possess the kingdom. So Numbers 1330, Used this two weeks ago. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. That's the commandment of God. Not if. Well, you know, you got to use wisdom. No. You know, let's take a step back and let's properly plan. No. You, You shall not add to the word which I command you. Go up at once and take possession. Take possession of the land for which the Lord God of your fathers is giving you. Go get it! There's, no, there's, there's nothing else to consider. Nothing else. But what happened? Caleb and Joshua, they say what needs to be said, they're ready to do what needs to be done, but instead it gets mixed in with a bunch of people who do exactly what uh, Deuteronomy 4:2 says not to do. You shall not add to the word which I command you. Go possess. Well, you know, we ought to take a step back. No! Let's get some counsel. No! That's not what he said to do. He said, go possess the land. Don't add to it. Don't subtract from it. Go do it. But what did they do? Added, subtracted, wailed, moaned, complained, just like I talked to you about the church. It's always the same. I give counsel to people... Semi-frequently, kind of more and more lately. You guys are crazy to come to me. <laughs> but I tell people, in all of your troubles, it's basically like pastoring a church. It's all the same. It's humanity. Sheriff's office is the same as this church. There's always somebody there. It's always something happening. It's always some idiot or idiots. <laughs> it's always the same. And it's the same thing here you're commanded to go possess the land. Don't think twice about it, go get it. But people add and subtract and since they now are bored, nothing new and exciting, no new land, no promised land, now they're gonna grumble and complain to entertain themselves. Same everywhere, that church and this church. So what then happened? Numbers 14, 39 through 45. Now this is most Christians Because they are not spirit led, then Moses told these words to all the children of Israel. Remember what they had done: is they wanted to stone Joshua, they wanted to stone, uh, they wanted to stone Moses, they wanted them all, they wanted to stone Aaron, they wanted to stone the leadership, and replace them, and all march back to Egypt and beg for acceptance. That's not what was. is, Is that adding to the word? Yes. Is that subtracting from the word? Yes. Which in the book of Revelation 28 will guarantee you the plagues that are written in this book. Then Moses told these, these words. After all this had happened, everybody crying, everybody wailing, everybody refusing to go. Nobody ever talks about that. That's everybody refusing to go and possess the land. Then Moses told these words, the, these words to all the children of Israel and the people, people mourned greatly. He told them it's over, we can't get it it's over. Now when God says it's over, you know what that means? It's over. This is man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment. That's a fact. You cannot believe it all you want. You're still going to die once and face judgment. Hebrews 9 27. So they come up with their own plan. This is everybody in the body of Christ just about. And they rose early in the morning and went up to the top of the mountain saying, here we are. You already passed up your opportunity. Here we are, and we will go up to the place which the Lord has promised, for we have sinned. And Moses said, now, why do you transgress the commandment of God? Because he told them before, go possess, and now he's told them, don't go possess. When he told them to possess, they didn't possess. And then when he tells them don't possess, now they wanna possess. Christians! (laughs) Trust me, I know, and by the way, it's no different in the world. That's why they're conforming to the pattern of the world. Ask the cops in this room how many people legitimately want to change that are homeless. Let's have a homeless outreach. Take your homeless outreach, spin it sideways, and shove it up your own caboose. Oh, Tom, that's so mean. Talk to the homeless. You never talk to them. You don't talk to them. I've talked to them. They don't want out. They love their life. You're welcome. Yeah. Is there an an occasional one? This isn't New Delhi. This isn't Madagascar. This isn't India. You want help, it's here. They don't. People are the same. When you tell them to do, they don't. When you tell them to don't, they do. You're not, I'm I'm talking about using the authority of the will of God, of the word of God. The word of God says, do they don't. The word of God says, don't they do. Because they're not led by the spirit of God. Spirit of God is dangerous. He will war against your flesh. Forcing you to say the thing you don't want to say. To not say the thing that's burning in your soul to say. Believe me, as somebody who is incredibly big-mouthed, I get that. So many times, I want to say something. And the Holy Ghost is saying, don't you say it. Don't you do it. And Moses said, now why do you transgress the commandment of God? You can't go now. You're not going to go. For this will not succeed. Do not go up, lest you be defeated by your enemies. For the Lord is not among you. Are you led by the Spirit where the Lord is among you or are you not? So the Amalekites and the Canaanites are there before you and you shall fall by the sword because you have turned away from the Lord your God. In case you don't know where I'm at, this Numbers is 14, 39 through 45. But they presume to go up to the mountaintop. Nevertheless, neither the ark of the covenant of the Lord nor Moses departed from the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who dwelt in the mountain came down and attacked them and drove them back as far as Har- Harmoth. Harma. Put a T H on there. Harma. So they lost. They weren't led by the Spirit of God. Symbolized by the Ark of the Covenant. First Samuel 15:23. For your rebellion, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He also has rejected you from being king. Are you led by the spirit, by the dominion of God, or not? The only way that you will not win, that you will lose, like the Jews did, is if you are not led by the kingdom of God. Not a place, the dominion of God, i.e., the spirit of God. No, Tom, God is always working for our good. Okay, let me ask you this. 10 minutes to go. Do you believe that? Don't answer out loud. God is always working for our good. Really, is he always working for your good? I'll bring bring up Acts 5-1 again. Is he working for the good of Ananias and Sapphira in the midst of their lying sin? Was he? So is he always working for, I know what all you are thinking right now, Romans 8.28, we're going there. That's where we're gonna close. We're gonna trek right now from James chapter 4, verse 5, to Romans 8.26, 27, and 28, and we're done. In the next, so I still have 10 minutes. I must have gotten right at the beginning of that 10-minute mark. So remember James 4, 5. And I ask you again: Is God always working for your good? Or do you think that the scripture says in vain? It's very, it's very religious to say, yes, he's working for my good. But is he? I'm going to show you in a minute. This is why he's always working for your good, but you never actually see the good. It's a beautiful deception by an enemy who loves to twist the word of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? The Spirit yearns jealously for what? For you. For your victory. For your healing. For your provision. For your prosperity. He yearns jealously against the opposite of those things. Yearns jealously. Now let's look at it. Romans starting in Romans 8.26. Are you led by the Spirit of God? Are you led by the kingdom of God? In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. Now this may seem like advanced Christianity to some people in here. All you have to do is yield. You don't need to know everything. Yield. You're not yielding to me. Have you noticed I've never asked you to sign the dotted line? I'm telling you to yield to the Holy Ghost. It's dangerous. He's gonna blow up your life. If you're a jerk, your jerkhood is over. If you're arrogant, your arrogance is over. If you're setting the world on, if you think you're setting the world on fire with your apostleship and ministry and you're a pastor of pastors and nothing's happening, he's gonna tell you. He's gonna blow it all up. If you're stinky, lousy, condescending, arrogant husband or wife, he's going to let you know. Dangerous. Is that what you want? One person. See, people, listen. It's actually true. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's why most of you hesitated. Seriously. You're like, what kind of church is this? I know that. That just cost me 20 people. I'm not going to be confronted at this church. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to do it. Okay. You sound awfully demonic when you talk, but other than that, you're fine. <laughs> you hesitated because you're scared. You say, "You know what? I'll take the Holy Ghost over all things." The Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for. I just told you that. People don't even know to ask it, you have not because you ask They don't even know. And when they ask, they don't receive because they ask with wrong motives because the Spirit's not helping them in their weakness. The Spirit is in the room. You pray to the Father, our Father which art in heaven, and you ask that everything be done through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Jesus is the name. The Father is the Father. The Holy Spirit is the power. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. I want that intercession. Here's the setup for Romans 8.28. Now he used I preached about this about a month ago. He who searches the hearts, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. I'll go right to the next one, then we're gonna backtrack. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. Now, what does that mean? I'll tell you what it doesn't mean. Here's how most Christians read that verse, Romans eight twenty-eight. I actually wrote it down here because I made it my own, my own little blasphemous prayer. And we know that in all things that I do, No matter how petty, destructive, sinful, immature, foolish or ridiculous, or compromising, God is working in the midst of my actions and words for my good. That's not the truth. He is not always working for your good. He's trying to position you so that he can work for your good. If you want to call that always working for your good, then that would be correct. But what God is looking for is somebody whose prayers are the Holy Ghost. Groans that words cannot express. The Holy Ghost is praying for you. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. He looks to and fro to find the Spirit of God praying through the saints. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. That's the good that he's always doing. is answering the prayers of the Spirit. Not in the midst of all of our wrongdoing. Is he working good? He's always working good because he's listening and looking for the prayers of the Spirit. Here's your path out. Closing right here. Worship team, make your way. Not bad. 1206. But we're going to pray. And listen, you need to ready your heart right now. Amen. I'm just going to tell you this. How brutal are, are, are our altar calls? How brutal are they? Are they hard? Are they short? You need to stick around. Those of you need that bolt, what are you bolting for? Ask yourself that. I always, I, listen, this is when I knew I was supposed to retire from law enforcement. Instead of just going and working a car crash, I would start asking questions. Like, what were you thinking? (laughs) When you drove over our flares, (laughs) all those on the road and you just drove right over them, I would walk up to you and go, let me just ask you something. When everybody else on planet Earth follow the, the flares to that through that U-turn and you just drove over them all? What makes you special? <laughs> or you're sitting there at River Road in 41 and you're turning people around. Uh, can I go straight? <laughs> you just saw 150 cars in front of you. Not allowed to go straight. Listen. That's when I knew it's time to move on. (laughs) But here's what you have to do. You're going to have to do this. Devices have to be shut off. Or you can just clap the rest of your life. God will always come through love Jesus this is what you're going to have to do Jude, cha- Jude well there's only one chapter in Jude Jude verse 20 beloved building yourselves up on your most holy faith praying in the spirit God hears you God hears you now he who searches the hearts, he is searching the hearts for the spirit of God that's how he's always working for good He's working for good because the spirit can only pray good. Not working in the midst of our compromises and sins. He's always working for our good. I know right now I've cheated on my wife and I've now moved in with the new girl. But you know what? Praise you, God. I just found myself the Ark church where they're going to do Christmas at the movies. And everything is working for my good. Where's my mask? I'm still waiting for that sixth vaccination. That's the body of Christ. That's why those of you that are watching, that's why you're watching me. Everybody else stinks, so you gotta go to the mean guy. The mean guy is giving you the path out. Last verse. Last verse, and then we're gonna pray. Ready your heart to receive whatever you need today. When it's not me, it's just agreement and the power of the Holy Ghost. When I lay hands on you today, you will receive that which you want. And it's the Spirit praying for you. If it's healing, prosperity, provision, it's the Spirit praying for you. When you come up today, be ready to receive. If you just need encouragement, you need a touch from God, whatever it is, be ready to receive. Last verse, Ephesians six eighteen, Praying always. With all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And God sees it. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. That's how God is always working for your good. By answering those prayers. Amen? You get something out of this? Amen. Praise you Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You can stay seated for just a minute. Let me just do this. You can stand if you want. I don't really, really don't care. If you need to get right with God this morning, right where you're at. Not going to bring you forward. Not going to bring you into a back room. Not going to do anything. I'm asking you if you need to get right with God. What what does it mean to get right with God? And and what would be the reason to get right with God? Sin as simple as that. Everything else, we build off of repentance, but it starts right here. If you need to get right with God this morning, right where you stand, you you can completely and totally relax. I'm the only one looking around this room. Whether you're a backslidden Christian or somebody who's never committed your life to Christ in repentance, both of those are hell-bound conditions. Narrows the way and few find it. Be one of the few this morning. Right where you're at, if you're ready to get your life right with God, stretch your hand up in the air. Right where you're at. I'm the only one looking. Come on. Come on. Lots and lots and lots of hands. You can put them down. Those of you who lifted up your hands, we're gonna pray this prayer out loud. The entire church is going to pray this prayer out loud. You pray it. You mean it. Don't miss church again. But you pray it and you mean it in your life is right with god and you are heaven bound everybody out loud pray this prayer with me lord jesus i come to you right now and i ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and i now turn from them and i give you my life from this day on in repentance In Jesus' name, and say this with me, and I declare, I am saved. I am saved. Praise you, Lord. Stand with me.
0: Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.